This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to From Disaster to Dream Home, the podcast that takes you inside the home building and rebuilding process. When interior designer Jana Rosenblatt had an 80-foot tree fall on her house, she saw the opportunity to create the customized home of her dreams. From Disaster to Dream Home provides you with the information and resources Jana wished she had during her rebuilding process. Now she's sharing with you the expertise of leading architects and home builders and the newest products and materials on the market. Here's your host, Jana Rosenblatt. Welcome back, home builders and remodelers, to another episode of From Disaster to Dream Home, the podcast that will take you through the process of building or rebuilding a new home from the ground up in one year. If you have been following along, last week our builders talked with us in detail about preparing the, and pouring the foundation of our new house. You can listen to that episode and to the three episodes about selecting plumbing fixtures for your house at www from disastertodreamhome.com. The plumbing fixtures were the first purchases necessary for the homeowner to have available for the builders during the foundation stage of the build. And now it's the appliances and their specifications that will be needed as the foundation work moves from framing into, what uh, works from the foundation into the framing of the house. Most of the basic information about the kitchen and laundry room plumbing fixtures and appliances locations are indicated on the architect's plans. Still, this is the last best opportunity to check in with our clients and perfect these plans so that any changes to the placement of these major items can be adjusted for maximum efficiency. When an interior designer looks at the kitchen plan, they're going to apply a new set of eyes and ears to the layout drawn by the architect. We're going to look at the traffic flow, entertainment needs, and walk the client through what each drawer and cabinet will hold. Since when the builder asks for appliance list and specifications, we need to have it ready to hand over, I have invited one of my favorite appliance salespersons to join us today. <laughs> Paul Carandos is an appliance product specialist at Howard's Appliances in Corona, California. Until I met Paul Car Carandos, I had always made sure I had a local expert to visit in person with my clients. As Paul was local to the job I was doing at the time, I had a chance to get to know him and benefit from him, his years of experience. Then I was hooked. As an interior designer, I often say, I am only as good as the resources and team players I have access to. Paul is a great asset to my team. I can take the clients into the local Howard's showroom where they're located, and they can also visit competitive showrooms to gather as much information as possible. Then, whenever possible, Paul is a professional I will have write up the orders, as they can be complex, and because I know that he has my clients and my best interests at heart. Paul, thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to be here. Great. Um, you are so knowledgeable about the range of uh, appliance lines that you work with. How long have you been doing this work? About eight years now. And how did you get started in appliances and what kind of training did they give you when you started? Accidentally, I actually was going to finish up a master's degree and a credentialing for uh, education degree, and I just needed a job for three to six months well, before the spring semester started, and uh, the manager said, why don't you hang around and see, and yeah, then eight years later, here I am. Wow, that's interesting, and interestingly, you do a lot of education is probably, you know, 75, I'm going to guess, percent of your work. It's a, it's a big chunk for sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're just educating big people, um, grown-ups, hopefully. Yeah. Considering the five basic elements in every kitchen, the refrigerator, the full range or cooktop with wall ovens, the range hood, dishwasher, and microwave, what are the price ranges for the five-suite set 
from less to greater that your showroom carries? Well, yes. If if you're a contractor and you're looking a quick flip on a uh, rental property that you just bought, or uh, you know, there's packages starting at eighteen, nineteen hundred dollars, uh, oh, wow. really for the, for the four pieces. Uh, you know, when you want to go into some of the higher end ranges or higher end uh, uh, brands, you know, like KitchenAid, and then you go up from there into Thermador and Monogram, then those can you know start in that fifteen to twenty thousand dollars pretty easily. Yeah, or more, um, depending on, you know, what all the details are of what people are looking for, which we're going to get into. Sure. What might explain the major differences the client should consider between your less expensive and higher priced brands? Budget. <laughs> yeah. That's but what, really is, what are you paying for? If I'm going to, if I decide I'm going to pay more, what am I paying for um, as opposed to, you know, the, the lower end budget ideas? Got it. So I think that the misnomer is that it, you spend more money, the product's going to last longer. The issue is now these things are built to be repaired, essentially. They're all governed by more electronics than they ever have been, and they contain more plastic parts than they ever had. So your average lifespan of any appliance, starting from your basic entry-level stuff, even up to some of the high end, really is six to eight years with the expectation that you're probably going to need a service call. So um, you're not necessarily paying for longevity, but you're paying for feature, you're paying for performance, you're paying for, uh, you know, more even cooling in the fridge. So your, your uh, vegetables stay fresher longer, or your meats, they don't, uh, you know, get bad as fast. That's the things you're paying for as you move up in price and quality in uh, appliance. And uh, are the higher end brands more repairable? No, I, they experience the same issues uh -huh. that it, most of the brands have. It's uh -huh. just more expensive to repair them. Oh, that's the double whammy. Um, okay, very interesting. Only makes it harder, I think. Um, it does. Can you give us a virtual tour through your showroom? Imagine that I've scheduled an appointment to bring in some new clients. We're building a new house, um, and we I'm bringing them into the showroom for the first time. Uh, what would you begin to find out how would you begin to find out like the price range that they're considering and um where they'll be comfortable and what you know what are the brands you're going to show us what do you have there i mean we'd want to know uh i mean we try to find out what budget is without asking them directly what budget is maybe i'd ask them where they live where um you know the appliances that they have now try to figure oh, out an idea yeah, is try to figure out an idea as to where they would expect because people come in with all different types of, when someone says, I want a cheap dishwasher, I mean, if they're from Beverly Hills, I mean, that might be a high-end whirlpool, you know, rather than my $200 contractor special. So we just have to kind of qualify that a little bit. And then if they say, oh, I have Thermidor, then you'd ask, well, do you like it? And they would say yes or no. And at that point, then you would kind of know where to go from there. Interesting. Okay, so so um, so in your showroom, what what do I what am I seeing, and and how do you walk me through if I don't oh. if I haven't told you exactly what I wanted yet, and you're introducing me to to uh, options. Right. So uh, I mean, assuming that I know, I would we would want to find out what they're searching for. They're looking for the kitchen. So in in our industry, they would always tell us to start with the cooking products first. I oh, kind of. Yeah, I kind of disagree with that. And Me I too. think I generally try to show them the fridges first because that's where you're going to have the most challenges as far as fit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I would, I, would, mm -hmm. I would probably start them in the fridge the, you know, department and that's to the right of the showroom. And I've got 60 fridges that they can view. Uh, and I've got probably 30 of those are counter depth. And then we would move over to the cooking and that, and that would be on the other side of the, uh, and then we would go to the dishwasher, which is in the middle. Interesting. So um, your showroom, as I recall, had some kitchen setups by brand. Do you still have that or did you, have you shifted those? No, in the in the back, there's still we still have the high end brand set up yeah. with a monogram, Gen Air, Thermidor and a KitchenAid. And then I even have a cafe area back there yeah. now, 2G. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a couple, we'll pull some things promotionally and, and to put in the front of the store as kind of 
sample packages, but really mm -hmm. you can go and build anywhere from there. So both of our, we both work with clients um, that range from smaller to larger homes and with smaller to greater budgets. When I start the appliance conversation, just like you just said, I start with refrigeration because of fit and because of budget and options. So I find that, you know, if there are maybe 15 brands in front of us ranging from, you know, less expensive to, to more expensive, that the refrigerator is going to start to narrow it down to just a couple. Um, so if the space drawn on the refrigerator for the refrigerator freezer is 36 inches wide or less, what are the brands that we'll be looking at, the standard or uh, counter depth? Well, yeah, most of the uh, standard is a 36 inch wide by either 70 or 72 inch tall. Uh, the benefits of going with the standard depth is you're going to get more capacity inside the refrigerator. You're going to be able to store more goods inside. Uh, the benefit of the counter depth would be if you have an obstacle in your kitchen, maybe you have a galley kitchen, it's narrow, maybe you have an island, maybe you have a kind of a wonky setup in there. Uh, we would always recommend counter depth to people with less than four people in the home. Mm -hmm. And because uh, you, you pretty much know you're not going to have an issue getting it into the house uh, because it's narrower. It'll get through most of the doorways, especially if they have an older home. If, uh, out where I live in Riverside, there's a lot of homes built in the 40s, 50s, and 60s with uh -huh. narrow doorways. So then we would want to strongly recommend a counter depth unless they have a larger family. And uh, are there other pros and cons to the um, to counter depth versus standard depth? Um, I, for example, um, when I'm going to recommend someone because of the space consideration and the flow and the visual of it having it line up with the, the counter depth is going to line up with the line of the cabinets. I, I usually try to find out, uh, unless it's just a couple, if they also have a fridge or freezer in the garage. Are there uh, no, you know, those... other things to consider there? Oh, certainly. Yeah, that you definitely would want to find out if they have a secondary fridge in the garage or a freezer in the garage. If that's the case, then you would definitely want them to counter dip. But yes, it would line up. Generally, it's flush. It's 24 inches, which 24 to 25 inches, which is the standard length of the cabinet and counter. Uh, so it'll look a little more flush in their home, give it that more built in kind of feel. Uh, yeah. If mm -hmm. looks, looks are important, then uh, the counter depth looks much better than the standard depth for sure, which sticks out about nine inches from your counter. And early on when when counter depths were first becoming more mainstream, they were much more expensive. Is that leveled out a little bit? Can you get them at reasonable prices now? More or less, yeah. I mean, they, usually it's the, the the standard depth is, let's say, hypothetically 2000 The counter depth would be 100 or 200 bucks more. It's yeah. not It's not that big a difference anymore. Yeah, it's made it a um, much more viable option, even if you're looking for a smaller refrigerator. So correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I believe that 48 inches is the largest size of a single unit refrigerator freezer combination available on the market. If the space in the plan calls for a 48 inch refrigerator, what are the brands and price ranges that a 48 inch refrigerator freezer combo might come in? Uh, most all of them, all of the premium brands and higher will have the 48 inch and uh -huh. you are correct the, for the single, uh, you know, uh, integrated connected fridge and freezer. Yeah, 48 is the biggest in the industry, 84 inches tall, 48 inches wide. Uh, KitchenAid, Cafe has it, Monogram, you know, Sub-Zero, Wolf uh, or Sub-Zero, Viking, all of, the, all of them have those. So then the next, uh, the transition um, in, the, in, in size, uh, 48 inch you could also do in separate columns, uh, which would be maybe an 18 inch freezer with a 30 inch refrigerator. And then if the plan calls out for a 60 inch or larger refrigerator freezer, uh, I know that we'll definitely be dealing in, in columns so that they have separate generator and motor. Um, what are the um, pros and cons of the separate unit, the, uh, the separate units or as opposed to the, the single unit combination? It's a, it's a great uh, question. And the reason it is, is because I, I always qualify height of the consumer. Uh, if they're five foot six, if you get a column fridge, you're probably not gonna reach the top shelf without a, a step stool. And that's because the compressors are built on the bottom and back. So everything kind of moves higher. 
Whereas when you get the 48 inch, the compressor is on the top. So it makes the, the fridge and freezer a little bit more accessible. Those are things to consider. Now, uh, there are brands that for sure, like Thermador now has a 36 inch column uh, fridge and 36 inch column freezer. And Monogram has that as well. Uh, and a few of the other manufacturers. So no, it's 60 inches and getting wider in the kitchen is, is starting to uh, become a little more popular. And does the separate uh, mechanism make it at all uh, easier to maintain or repair if need be? Um, not necessarily. Uh, what the disadvantage to the columns is the install cost. Uh -huh. uh, and if you, if you live by the beach or you live by area where you have a lot of um, humidity in the air, you're going to need like a heat shield that goes between them. Uh, so there's a lot more maintenance and, and care and, and things that could go wrong be, depending on where you live. Rather, if you're in a drier, more arid climate, maybe like the Inland Empire compared to Rancho's Palos Verdes, which is right there on the, the beach, you might want to consider certain things. I, I don't think it makes it any easier or worse for repairs, but uh -huh. I, I do. It's just a little more as far as installation. Well, and it might be that one one breaks down without the other so that right, you exactly. haven't lost the services of both uh, items. But, you know, we shouldn't really make our choices preparing for the worst. We should be enjoying <laughs> the idea of the best. So with yeah. the refrigerator, so you can see how uh, the refrigerator is going to help narrow in those options because, you know, different lines are going to have different combinations of sizes of columns or a maximum size, you know, 48 inch or, um, or a counter depth 36. So that's going to start to bring us into a couple of specific um, logical choices. So, uh, and then our goal is to stay brand specific with the major appliances. I mean, that's, so if we choose the refrigerator first, we know that we're then gonna go to the four and possibly five other appliances in the suite um, so that they all have a similar look. Yeah. So when you're deciding and narrowing down um, the features next, it's the, I think it's the cooking um, area that will be what we would consider. So we'll look at maybe the, if we've narrowed it down to three or four options, we'll now look at the cooking options, the full range or the cooktop with wall ovens. Um, the smaller um, home will be looking for a 30 to 36 inch range with a larger home looking at maybe a 48 to 60 inch or more range. Um, what are the features for the range top and full ranges that people are looking for? Uh, usually what I'm finding when customers come in, they have done at least a little bit of research and they have uh, somebody that they've reached out to as far as guidance. So they give you the loaded questions like, what do you think of X? Uh -huh. And you have to be careful how you answer because they either hate X or love X. And they're so testing you? And they're testing you, sure. So, you know, uh -huh. you try to find out what's important to them. That's the question I always ask. With the range, what's most important to you? And the reason then they can tell you, at least from their experiences, what they feel is important. And then you can make the, you know, guide them to those types of appliances. But um, what is important, uh, capacity is still uh, pretty important. A lot of people, if they're going to get the 48 inch range, they're going to want to get as much stuff into that oven as possible, uh, maybe a full size baking tray, which most of them can accommodate. So those are the kind of things. It's usually me that's kind of guiding them to two or three of the products. And then I step away to let them kind of talk about it. Then I come back. I, I give people space to kind of discuss after I, I give them a little bit of um, education, as you said. Yeah. Now, one of the benefits of the range top, as opposed to the full range, is being able to get some really great drawers below it for pots and pans specifically, which um, in a sort of medium size, even a smaller kitchen can be a real asset. Um, if So then we would be looking at wall ovens for our oven space, uh, double wall ovens. And there are a lot of kind of options now, you know, coming becoming more and more normal, like convection or the split door opening. Um, what are some of the options for wall ovens that people are now considering? Well, I, I think uh, like the telescoping racks, how many of the racks pull out uh, automatically if it's a double convection top and bottom have uh, convection. Uh, th there's certain ones that have uh, an obsidian or a blue interior. 
the blue interior is going to reflect the light a little bit better. These are the things that, that we kind of go over in the store and I can show when you turn on the oven light, you can actually see what's in the oven compared to some of the other brands where you can't see it at all. Uh, those are kind of a few of the things. Uh, the split door open is is starting to become popular, like the French door style open yeah. on the top. Mm -hmm. and yeah, those things like Monogram and Cafe have a very good version of that. Uh, and there's a few other manufacturers that are just kind of getting their name into the scene, like um, Decor and Fisher Pickel. Uh, they'll have those types of things as well, or similar types of things like drawer style dishwashers and things of that nature. So now that we've kind of narrowed it down with the client to two to three brands that they're considering that maybe all have the, the uh, products and features that they're looking for, what do you find to be the main deciding factors between price and looks and, and what other things help them make the ultimate decision? Well, uh, one thing that uh, what definitely helps a decision obviously is price, but also if they're working with a designer or contractor, the large companies, uh, the high-end companies are clamoring for business. So if they're working for a contractor, I wanna make sure that they know that monogram package is 20% off, off the uh, price or the Thermador package is 7% off with the free dishwasher and the free uh, uh, hood, you know, or the Gen Air, which is 10% off the whole package, you know, right there on the invoice. That definitely helps. And then you have the idea of maybe longer term interest refinancing, which kind of helps in the decision. Or if they particularly like a look, uh, things like Thermador sell itself, you know, uh, it's, yeah, it's just uh -huh. such a beautiful product, it, you know, it, and, and then even in some, the Gen Air with the new uh, Rise Noir lines is, it's the wow factor that just hits people. And, you know, they, it's the look for sure. They don't mind the price as much, you know, it's, it's just about the look. I wish I was able to live with each different brand for, you know, a year and see what things really are like. And I, it always frustrates me a little. I only have one kitchen and, you know, one set of, ex, of real experiences. And then I have, now that I'm 20 years into it, gotten some feedback from clients. But um, do you have a sense in the industry from the call, the, you know, the calls you get in after you've delivered and installation, you know, all installed and things like that, what, you know, how lines are performing? Yeah, I mean, we hear about certain issues like ice makers, and those have been the bane of, you know, refrigerators existences for the last yeah. 10 years, you know, and uh, we hear that. But I mean, for the we carry the full gamut of product, and I don't think any of it is made poorly or uh, without any kind of care. I just think that, again, going back to the electronics issues with these things, uh, but, you know, you, you're going to get the people that come in and I hear it every day. I'll never buy X product again. I'll never uh -huh. buy X product again. It's, and it's every single product that we carry. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's tough, but yeah. you know, do, I do get a sense of and this, this happens quite frequently is the person that comes out to fix their appliance will recommend something. And then mm -hmm. they will come in and say, I only want this because my repairman said that this is the best product. Yeah. You know, that happens to me all the time with um, plumbers. Um, plumbers give people, uh, give their clients sort of erroneously specific information based on a demographic that then I have to either dissuade them or just go there because they're so um, adamantly choosing one line over another because their plumber said that they should. Um, so now that we've narrowed down the options and ultimately um, need to make a decision between, you know, maybe one to three lines, um, there, I, I find that it's also can be feature based. Can we talk about a few of the specific features that people are either, you know, still looking for or, um, or not so necessarily looking for like water and ice in the refrigerator door? How, how common now is that as a factor? Uh, people generally still uh, like it. Uh, they like to have it through the door. Um, it, it just depends if I mean, it, how important it is, is what I'll ask. And if I have something in stock, I feel that may work better for them because it has the, you know, the ice maker in the freezer and it's got the internal water dispenser and it gets you that cleaner look up front. I, I might suggest that. Uh, but I, I usually, if somebody is headset on something and we have it available, I'm, I'm definitely, it's, I'm, I'm not going to dissuade them from uh -huh. the product yeah. that they want for sure. Yeah. And then um, if people aren't choosing the, uh, 
the water and filtrate, you know, filtered water in the door of the refrigerator or inside the refrigerator. Do you then bring up a conversation about what they can do under their sink about the filtration and um, the hot water tanks and the cold water tanks and things? Not, not so much. Uh, be it, like um, sometimes people have filtration systems where they have the hot water, you know, uh, heaters and things like that. Uh, I don't deal so much with that out in where I'm at, but because the, uh, the water generally is okay and just a simple uh -huh. filter will will you know clean it up to some degree. But I guess if you would live in a area maybe even further out to like the desert or I think like Sun City and certain cities have pretty bad water, mm -hmm. then you would want to say like a, a home filtration system or reverse osmosis system. But mm -hmm. I don't sell those, but um, I would I would loosely recommend it if if they're purchasing a ice and water in the fridge. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm finding that people do want maybe the hot water, uh, the hot water tanks under their sinks, the instant hot and um, and more and more the, the chilled water. It's an interesting phenomenon. So, and then, mean, I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, um, is that uh, the hot water tanks that goes to the, through their faucets? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. oh sure, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, if, if, if we're dealing with faucets, yeah, oh, absolutely. The instant chill water, if you're not gonna use your fridge for it, right. definitely put those in there, for sure, yeah. Right, yeah, now you've led me in that direction before, and um, yeah. I think it's a great asset, because some people don't like, don't want the look, but they still want to, um, you know, not having the water um, running longer than it needs to in the kitchen, and, uh, and having it already um, either chilled or filtered is, or both, is great. Um, yep. Now, something that I think is a great idea, but and, and I would look to in my next range is the dual power range. How often is that, and uh, what is it, and how how much are you seeing that coming into uh, lines and brands? Okay, so you, you the dual fuel. You, you mean dual the electric? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, it's not as popular and, and I don't think it's because people aren't buying it. I think more people are stepping up to high end or into premium and they're used to their gas range. So they're just so more of the manufacturers have created the gas ranges so people can get into that particular echelon of appliance. So uh, I see a lot more gas being sold, but dual fuel is uh, probably a little more popular in the LA and Orange County areas where the, the homes were built with 240 volt. Uh -huh. So it's something that you don't have to update or upgrade into your home, but it's, it's popular for them because if you're a baker and you demand, uh, you know, a particular electric heats up and it stays consistent where uh -huh. gas it fluctuates simply because it has to burn, then it cools down, then it burns. Uh, when you've got electric in your oven, it's going to stay to temperature and you're going to get the most consistent results. So it's, it's very popular for people who are cooks or chefs. So that's one of those kinds of questions that your designer might try to find out. And I'm sure you ask those kinds of questions and then lead them yeah. in that direction. Um, yeah, I think it sounds like a great combination. It would be more predictable, which would be mm -hmm. great. Uh, so then drawer versus built-in um, wall of wall microwaves. How popular it depends are drawers? It, they're much more popular now because P, if you're going to get the drawer microwave, if it's your waist or below, if it's going in your island, mm -hmm. it's a perfect you, you know, because if you're going to put a built-in microwave in the wall, waist and up, you would definitely want to go with one of those. But the drawer microwaves have been extremely popular. Yeah, I find that to be the case as well. And then um, what are some of the other unique selling features uh, that some lines have? Well, like Thermador has the star burners and it, it, I've seen it done. You put a paper plate full of chocolate on their burner and uh -huh. it clicks on for eight seconds and it clicks off for 52 and it does that on its own and it perfectly melts chocolate. Oh, I, I've never seen anything like that. That's a feature I, could, I can live with for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the keeping the sauces from congealing, things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, like uh, monogram has a, an excellent broiling element. If you, it, it's the top down, the way it, it, it attacks or hits the food, it's so even and it comes out. They've sent us all over the, the country to learn this stuff. The uh, Thermador Experience Center in Irvine and uh, Louisville, they sent us there to the, yeah. the monogram experience. Uh -huh. I, I, I've got to see these things in application and they yeah. are absolutely incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really helpful to do that. Um, I've gone to a few of those experiences myself, and it really does help you get to know the features of the brand. Um, so speaking about brands, um, what are the brands that are bringing in technology um, and, 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 and how is that showing up and, and what are people thinking about it? Uh, I think that's also partly demographic. Uh, uh -huh. You know, it's, you know, people like LG or uh, brands like LG and Samsung are really trying to capture that millennial demographic uh, where you're going to put an actual computer screen in your fridge, uh, essentially a computer screen, which you can be at the store and you can wirelessly connect to your fridge. And every time the fridge shuts its door, it takes a picture of the inside. So you be at the store and say, hey, I need milk or I need eggs. Uh, and it also will let you know when those groceries are going to expire. Uh, LG's got the knock on window and it, you know, so you can see the inside of your fridge from the outside of it. I mean, th there's a lot of technology uh, that goes on with, uh, with, you know, certain brands and manufacturers, and then all the other brands kind of follow suit to some degree down the road. Now the LG, I, I consider normally a very, a much more affordable line. So is that sort of a feature for the masses? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly a good way to, they're what they call a mass premium uh, LG. So they're uh -huh. for the masses, but with a premium kind of a feel. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it would add an interesting uh, extravagance to, uh, you know, to a, a middle, middle or, or smaller kitchen. Um, and so those, are they also in standard size and um, counter depth? Or yes. Or technology and only one? Mm -hmm. No, it, they're, they're both. They're, they're the whole, um, the counter depth industry is, is probably grown leaps and bounds just in the last 10 years. I mean, yeah. I can remember when I first started rarely selling them. And then now, yeah. I mean, it's probably 50, 50. Uh, oh yeah. I would imagine thing. it would have been even more. So that's interesting to me that it's actually only 50, 50. Cause it is. I think in my popular. area, in my area, yeah. because the houses out where I'm at are a lot larger. Yeah. That's uh, at least right. in build. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's just indicative of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, obviously something people can consider if they want to keep to that standard depth refrigerator also is, is designing that into the kitchen to be inset further into the wall. So you get that same effect as a counter depth, but you yeah. have all that depth. So yeah, there are, um, there are bigger footprints uh, in your area for sure than, than for example, in my little 1950s neighborhood. Recently, we worked on um, a project together uh, with a, a beautiful custom kitchen. And we had the opportunity to do a price comparison before, between four of the top lines and, um, mm -hmm. and plus one that I consider my secret weapon, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, each that carry exactly what they want, a 30 inch refrigerator and freezer columns with 48 inch industrial looking range. And um, that allowed uh, us to do a price comparison, which I hadn't done for a long time. So that was between um, GE Cafe, Thermador, KitchenAid, Monogram, and Gen Air. Do you, can you guess which one was, uh, what the price range was? Uh, for the four pieces, uh, yeah. for the 30 inch. Mm -hmm. uh, Actually, I would... this list does include microwaves and, um, uh, and um, compactors, oddly. Okay, uh, I would, my guess would be the, the highest priced one, uh, probably of those would be between Thermador or Gen Air. Uh, then possibly a second monogram, third KitchenAid, fourth cafe. You, so you just went from high to low. Yeah. Okay. So you're pretty accurate, but interestingly, the Thermador is the second, uh, the second lowest. So I mean, oh, wow. that's within a range. Um, the the top four. There's ten thousand dollars difference between a, um, a, all the pieces we were buying between the cafe and the Thermador, and then there's five thousand difference between those four. So I okay. consider that pretty comparable. But what I was so surprised at over the last two years, I think of working um, on many, many, many kitchens um, is that Thermador is so affordable. It, it is, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, even though the prices have um, risen uh, through all throughout the industry, I think they try to keep it pretty uh, reasonable and it's, you know, it's German engineered product. It's made by Bosch. So it's going to be, you know, 
excellent as far as all around. Plus it's good priced. Yeah. I mean, I think with the free dishwasher and the free hood or however you structured or however we structured that, that, um, that quote Thermador. Yeah. I can see that being the, you know, uh, a competitive quote. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's very exciting for me because as I started to work in this field in Los Angeles, I would go to older homes in Beverly Hills or um, Hollywood areas that had not yet ever been renovated. And you would find these um, mostly amazing thermidors that were kind of like classic cars, just, you yeah. know, amazing to look at. And they were still in use, you know, 25 to 30 years long, you know, um, after they were first installed as these brand new, you know, super jet age kind of uh looking products. Um, is it even possible to consider something lasting for you know 25 to 30 years these days? No, I can say that with confidence. Uh, with the exception of there's a, a washer and dryer brand called Speed Queen that may be able to do it. And that's because they took all of those electronics out and went to more of the galvanized stainless steel. And um, that, that would be probably one of the, the only ones I would recommend. If, you're, if people say, I want a, a something that's going to last 20 years, that would be the only one I would even feel somewhat confident of, of saying. Yeah, interesting. Um, and I'm in, I'm in the market for a washer and dryer soon. So I will I will take that recommendation to heart and we'll talk about that soon. Um, so sure. now while we're talking about you know price ranges and things, what kinds of price changes and availability issues are we seeing because of COVID for the last 18 months? It's much better now, and it's, I think it's the way that we do business. It, we order things for general stock, and then we sell it from our general stock, whereas if you were to buy it from some of my competitors, perhaps you just go on the bottom of a list, and when it becomes available, they order a 1,000 of them from distribution. Uh, so we tend to see a much, much faster delivery times and even uh, receipt of product than some of my competitors just because of the way we buy it. Mm -hmm. um, but, so oh. Yeah, to, to further on it, COVID, yeah, COVID shut down various factories, it closed parts, plants. I mean, we're given the same excuse that you're hearing from every other uh, industry, but our, uh, we are still able to get full, you know, kitchens out to people within a day or two uh -huh. uh, to, if, if they order, you know, from our stock. Uh, obviously, I, I can sell something right now today and have it at their home tomorrow. Yeah, so that obviously... If that's what you need, you have to walk into the showroom and say, this is the timeline I'm, I'm on. Now show me what my options are instead of yep. um, you know, wandering and looking for um, all of your options. So I mentioned before that my, I consider the GE Cafe line my kind of secret weapon because for um, projects that aren't my larger custom homes that are doing you know, major renovations of um, of smaller or less expensive homes that don't want to outprice the um, themselves and have the kitchen, you know, defect from the rest of the house because it's too high end. But people who want that industrial kitchen look, that kind of high end look, um, I go yeah. to the cafe line, um, you know, without making this a commercial for them because they are not paying us to do so. Um, <laughs> you know, what is that line fairly new? And, and tell me a little bit about that line, because I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, GE, uh, you know, they have a, a wealth of lines. They have their baseline, they have profile, they have cafe, and they have monogram. So what happens is cafe uh, split off from the GE name. They're still under the GE auspice, but they have their own kind of branding now. So uh, cafe line has relaunched, and they did that just prior to COVID. And then COVID struck, and it completely shut that line down. I mean, there are six-month waits for some of the stuff. Oh, wow. But it's it's back online now to okay. where they're actually okay. able to fulfill uh, parts. And then it's it's starting to gain a lot of traction because they also do some of the white ranges, some of the matte finishes, yeah. they're bringing back some really beautiful product. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing things that really have a lot of um, unique um, visuals and that not that many people are doing anymore because of um, price and rest and stock and inventory and things like that. So yeah, and, there are some. And reasons. remember with your with your designer discount, if they did want that high-end cafe kitchen, we gotta consider monogram too, because they're gonna you're gonna get a 20% break and the price will probably be very, very similar. So yeah, we, we which, definitely you know, want to keep that. Which people should realize not only is it useful to be working with an interior designer because 
they're going to ask questions and have, have experience with, you know, greater things than you can ever learn about in a short amount of time. Um, but we do, there is pricing for, you know, builders and interior designers that does help bring these things into more even comparison. Um, yeah. So if a client has their mind set and, and their budget set on the higher end lines, like Kitchen AGE Monogram and Wolf Viking Cove, what are the deciding factors among those lines, among the top of the lines? Uh, I mean, again, we, we're going to go back to look and we're going to go back to price, I'm sure. Uh, usually I can tell you a lot of it has to do with, with referral. So uh -huh. it, very rarely do people come in and if they're interested in the high-end product, they're, they've been referred or at least know a little bit about it. Their buddy has one, their aunt has one, right. you know, something like that. So then that's where they kind of probe and ask those kind of, of questions to you. And then at that point, you find out that they like it. And, you know, you go over all the options with them. But the good thing about, I can tell you, and you touched on it, having an interior designer, if you're going to spend 20 to 30 grand on a kitchen, I recommend having a designer there or a contractor, somebody. And the reason being is I then become your interior designer and I'm not inside your kitchen. I can't see uh -huh. what you know you are doing where your designer would and then say this will or won't work for you i can i can't tell you how how many products people try to return because you know there's oh well we can't fit this or this right. we don't have 240 right. yeah that's you know. one of my questions for you is um do people come in with their plans do you do you ask to see the kitchen plan so that you can you know guide them properly if they're not with someone well, yeah, I, so I, I have this system that we use for quoting and it gives all the specs and dimensions and pricing and uh, features and they'll tell me what they think that they can fit in there and they want. I'll send them off a quote. They'll give that quote to their contractor. The contractor will say yay or nay. We'll make a, a change or two or three or however many and then we'll order the product and that way we know going in it'll work. We do not want to send you something that won't work because it's just a headache for everybody dealing with having to return it and having to figure out, you know, yeah. it's, it's so just. Do you wish there was a checklist system like a, a kid, you know, coming home with a report card where you have to make sure that it's got signed by the contractor before before you'll sell the products? In, in a perfect world, yes. And sometimes <laughs> we do get we do get the kitchen plans and sometimes I know, oh, it's 48 inches. Generally, people are working with contractors, and, and funnily enough, is because they try to take on the project themselves, and they, they got in so over their head, they call in my contractor friends and, and connections, I'm sure you as well, I can't keep up with this stuff. You know, there's so many people calling us for work right now because they tried to, to bash down their walls so they can open up their floor plan, you know, uh, uh -huh. and they're going over there and fixing it. Same uh -huh. thing with appliances. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting one. I, I, I haven't gotten too many emergency. Uh, I went crazy with the hammer calls. Um, <laughs> so once you've arrived at a kind of, uh, you know, a budget that is, you know, just maybe a little bit out of reach of the client. Um, a lot of times I say to you, is there anything you can suggest that will help us bring this, you know, budget back into exactly where they're comfortable? And, and you often suggest um, changing the brand of some of the X, you know, the sort of additional items like the beverage fridge or um, and things like that. What are some of the things that you can suggest if we want to be able to, you know, go for the higher price in, in the main five, four or five pieces and then um, and then trim a little budget off? Well, no, you, you, you said it. It's uh, switching lines uh, would be it maybe uh, financing a portion of it with interest refinancing uh -huh. or going pan, going panel ready. Uh, on some of the stuff, it would save that, you know, $1,500 between the panel and the, you know, and maybe you can budget it with the, the woodworker to make the panels for the, the fridge. I mean, there's a couple different options like that for sure. Yeah. Switching lines, finding a, a good line, but uh, with that looks similar and has the same look, that yeah. would be the first, the first route to do for sure. Yeah. You've helped me, you know, make sure that some things that weren't in the same line matched. And I've probably driven you crazy, you know, with, with uh, what about that handle? Can you make it, find something with a handle that's, you know, a quarter of an inch thicker? Um, right. You also helped me outfit my clients' bars and media rooms with beverage refrigerators, ice makers, yep. dual zone refrigeration for wine. What are some of the yep. fun things to consider in those areas? Well, I mean, if you've got like a, a full length, I mean, there's a, 
there, there's plenty of manufacturers who are making these. I mean, these things are a dime a dozen as far as being made. So there's a lot of options, whether you want the dual zone, like you said, whether you want a full length 84 inch high one or whether you want an under the counter one. Uh, do you want an? they make them now with dual pull out fridge and freezer with the ice maker in it? Uh, there's, there's just so many options depending on if you're building a man cave, put a kegerator in there, or if you're building, you know, a game room, put in, you know, the, the extra uh, ice makers to make a ton of ice. I mean, it's just, it, yeah, it's everything. Yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to do those, uh, the entertaining segments. And, and then we do a certain amount of that for outdoors too. So are there, um, what are some of the specific lines and things that people are putting in their outdoor uh, appliance areas? Well, I mean, there's plenty of lines that I, I cannot recommend in-home uh, appliances for outdoor use, uh -huh. uh, even though you can put them out there, but I will tell you right off the bat, the warranty's done. Yeah. Uh, links, links would be the, the manufacturer or Sedona uh -huh. that, that you can put outside and, yeah. and, and that's what's designed and built to go out there. Yeah. And it, it works, it holds up against the, the weather and rain. It seals really well. Yeah. yeah, I do think that that's an area not not to skimp because you don't want to have to redo it a lot. You want to do it and get it, have it done and use it for years. Um, yeah. I love designing laundry rooms, but I'm less versed in the options for washers and dryers as I usually just ask you for what you suggest is the best deal at the time. Uh, what do you suggest are the important things to consider in the laundry room? Okay, this, this is important. Uh, venting. Uh, there's there's two things that I always uh, tell my customers if they're going to buy a top load washer can they touch the bottom of it is it something that they can physically reach in to touch because as they're making the bins larger in these what they're doing is they're making them taller so instead of making them wider they're making them taller uh -huh. so you can get that 5.0 bin I would ask if an agitator is important to them or if, if uh, a impeller model without the agitator we would talk about front load. Uh, I would explain the differences in the washing, how the front load tumbles against each other. So it's going to wash the clothes, wash as they fall against each other. And the other ones do it a little differently. We would go over that. Uh, we would want to make sure washer left, dryer right, or where is the venting and the plumbing? That way we know when we get there, if we have to run longer lines or if if it's electric to gas, 220, or, you know, that's, that's the biggest, I don't know, you know, a, do I have electric? Do I have gas? So we would sell the gas out here and then have them call us if it's electric and we can just switch it, you know, the model out. But mm -hmm. uh, those are definitely things, a uh, depth in the laundry room. That is extremely, extremely important because these things are stick out about 29, 30, 31 inches. Yeah. And you need four inches of, of area and back to run the plumbing. Yeah. Uh, if they have a door that opens and closes, if, if, if it's going to stick out past the doorway, if they have a closet, <laughs> that closet door needs to, to close. If it needs to be stacked, believe me, I've, I've had plenty of experience where we've had issue with everything I just said. And um, I beat this to death with my customers. This yeah. Well, you, I just told you are really like amazing finding the, the things that I've needed recently. We, we did a, a really wonderful, um, tiny laundry room where we we could we needed to make them side by side because we tucked it into under a staircase and remember i yeah. i sent you this parameters of what's the very smallest full-size washing machine i can get and so we ended up needing to make them not this we, they were the same line so they resembled each other but they weren't the same exact product for the washer and dryer but yes. you really came through for me i'll, I'll have to send you a picture of that one it it's pretty <laughs> phenomenal I remember the 24 inch, I think we did the yeah. 24 inch washer and then the, the yeah, and then we did yeah. that, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yep. but you found it. You, in fact, you know, you found me options to consider, which was great. So we're doing our showroom tour with you as the foundation is being poured on our house or the plans have just been drawn up for our complete renovation of our house. When do you suggest we purchase the appliances? Well, in the old days, in the olden times before COVID, uh, you could get away with two to three weeks uh, prior. Like your your the cabinets are going up. You've got two weeks, you know, before that happens. That's when you go buy the appliances. Now you have to do it. I mean, you're, I'm pouring foundation. I, I don't know how long it takes from there, but I would say, you know, you'd probably want to give yourself at least three to six weeks to get something that you don't have to compromise too much on. Yeah. And 
my answer to that question actually with my clients usually is now. Uh, there's no reason not to, once the decision is made, make the purchase, um, then, then we are not in a situation ever where we need to buy what you have available or right. you know, replace it with something you have available and we have the time during the construction process. Um, but you also, you know, you don't want those things to be waiting around a warehouse for more than, you know, a certain amount of months. But within reason, you know, get making placing the order is um, a really necessary part of the process. It, it will be until I think next year, uh, until everyone kind of catches up and gets going. Yeah. Uh, so I would say, yeah, you'd want to do it as soon as you, you have the inkling to do it, to yeah. do it. That way you get the product you want. Yeah, exactly. And how long are you guys able to hold it before you deliver? Well, I mean, if it comes in a general stock, meaning that it's it's like, let's say hypothetically we ordered 100, we would want to deliver that ASAP because it's going to sell through. But if we special order it uh -huh. for a consumer, then we can hold on to it a little longer. I mean, yeah. uh, 30, 60 days, even longer in certain, yeah, you know. That's yeah. good. Um, and are there better times of, of the year to purchase appliances than others? Well, it depends how broken your fridge is, right? But um, <laughs> uh, I, I would say no. Yeah, obviously, the summer holidays, but the way they're structuring the the holidays now with the manufacturers, it used to be July Fourth, be there on that weekend. Now, what they're doing is they're they're opening up. So, the, to give you an idea, July Fourth pricing went up last week, and it's going to go through the fourteenth. And then you'll have this uh, a kind of period where you'll have some of the summer discounts, and then the next promotion, you know. Um, Labor Day, that that pops right up too. So there's really more times that you're going to get a good deal as far as the windows, uh, uh, and as there is not. So you know, there's always some sort of promotion. You know, uh, always some sort of deal, rebates, you name it. Yeah. So different lines are going to um, take advantage of different times of year to make different kinds of offers. So if someone isn't coming in specifically, you know, wanting a, an exact name and they're wavering between a couple of high-end lines, you can kind of suggest what's being offered now? Well, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, obviously you qualify as to what their, if you can figure out what their budget is and you know what, what the things that they have in their house, what they want, what they've been hearing, and then you guide them from there. And I, I will always guide somebody first, say, if you like this, you're between two products, and yeah. you like this one, this one's gonna be more available sooner. Uh -huh. But if you can wait that eight to 12 weeks, yeah. go here. But if you cannot and you're not settling, go here. Uh -huh. that, I always try to give my customers. Well, a, and, a, you know, a, that's a, where your years of experience, you know, besides just staying pertinent in what's going on immediately, your years of experience are really important in that case. So should my clients consider a warranty on their purchase? What, how does what are those costs yeah. and what's included and well generally speaking yeah always yeah and the reason being is like i said earlier is you these things are made better than they used to be they're made with more electronics and plastic parts than there ever have been and it's all global globally sourced made overseas or made in mexico or made wherever and then shipped to the united states to build so they're not all like assembly line down one factory the whole time so these things they experience issues all over the map and it's usually electronically driven. Uh, that's what the warranties cover. The warranty is essentially, um, it, it replaces the manufacturer's warranty and it adds certain protections because for instance, you could call me personally, hey, my washer's not washing, it's leaking. I set you up with service. You don't have to call the manufacturer, but it covers everything other than damage or misuse. And so then it's a matter of um, the pricing will be commensurate with an amount of time and there'll be options to consider. It's a, yeah. So pricing would uh, go by the price of the unit. So, yeah. I mean, like it, it starts to 60, 30, 40, 50 bucks for a couple of years. You can go usually up to 300 for five years, depends on the pricing, but it, it, the pricing is of the product is what dictates the pricing of the warranty. Okay. So Paul, if you were building a new home this year, what would you put into your dream kitchen? Oh, no, no budget, right? <laughs> no budget. Um, yeah, I mean, Thermador would probably be up, up there with me. And yeah. the only reason I would I would say monogram is because I've, I've seen it and I've got to watch on the assembly line and I got to cook on it. 
So I know, it, but Thermidor or Monogram would be probably something I would, or, uh, and then distantly Bosch, which is part of the Thermidor line. I have a couple Bosch products in my house now. Love it. Yeah, I have a, a Bosch dishwasher, which I love. So I yeah. would also consider looking more into that line, but I also yeah. would, it would be nice to have a, a Thermidor kitchen. Although I also, I'm very fond of the GE Cafe line. And that yeah, would actually, that's, that's got the smaller pieces that I could use in my, in my 1100 square foot house. Um, right. As you've been in your field for, for more than eight years now, what is it that you enjoy about what you do? I mean, I've always liked being in the trenches and talking with people and working with people and assisting people. Um, you know, I, I never saw myself advancing into any kind of corporate position. I, I would always see myself on the floor uh, being in the in the grit, you know, helping people and, and solving problems and overcoming situations. I, I like to do that. I like generally like people and, um, it, you know, you, you don't make the sale and, you know, shucks, you move on to the next one, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's, it's okay. It's, it's, I have thick skin. So I think it's, it's, it's uh, perfect for me. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, it, clearly you like what you do because you're really attentive about it, which is great. Uh, do people share photos of the finished projects with you or let you know how things turned out? I ask them to do that and I always tell them I'm going to scrapbook it and I've yet uh -huh. to, to put it together. You sent me those wonderful pictures of the job that that was completed. And um, just to touch on that one, I'm not going to mention the name of it, but there was an issue where we had to replace the dishwasher because it wasn't working. Uh, uh, after uh, oh, they, uh, yeah, they, um, the job out near you. Uh, no, no, this is the in, in oh, the uh, Oak, Oak Park. Park. Oh, the Oak okay. Park, yeah. So, yeah, so you may not have known about that one. No. And, uh, we were, I, I, yeah, so it was eight months after the, there was an issue with the dishwasher, and just because it's a high-end brand, you know, just had an issue, I was able to get that replaced for for our customer. I was able to get that. I called the rep and said, can we – I sell one right now, and then we'll get the credit. Yeah, no problem, no problem, no problem. And we got it – we got a handle for it. So those are some of the things that, you know um, – that, that, you know, I do and I, I take care of for my customers and my partner's customers. Yeah. So this is what I love about you, because I did not know about that problem. The good news is it's best that they, it. I mean, I would have just called, if they called me, I would have called you. But the good news sure. is, is that through the interaction of the selling process, they felt comfortable calling you, for which mm -hmm. I am truly grateful. And so, I have no problem. I mean, we, we got yeah, it done. It was, it was handled pretty quickly. That's amazing. And do you have any final suggestions that I didn't think of um, that will help our clients achieve their appliance goals? No, I mean, it, I, really, just to kind of sum it up, it would be, you know, uh, when you're ready to make the purchase on the appliances to do so with the understanding there could be a wait uh, to not settle too much, especially if you're going to wait. Don't settle too much. Don't, don't uh, fall so much for the deal as much as, you know, what you want, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you don't like your selections, it becomes partially my fault. Uh, and so what I, I assume that you'd want to make the best decision uh, for the products that you want. And, and I'm happy to show you and help you with that. And I will lead you to the best decision rather than the best, you know, uh, deal right now or the best uh, commission for me. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if you're not happy with what you got and you want to return it, it's it's just makes more work for everybody and i i don't want that i'd rather it yeah. just go to your house you'd be happy and yes send pictures of it and i have dozens of pictures from people with with finished product that i, I need to put together and i will do that soon yeah that'd be fun oh i have several more projects i can send you we've just taken professional photos of a few things recently so paul Great. i've really enjoyed talking uh, taking the time to talk with you today about uh and thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise Appliances sure. are an investment that is crucial to the success of a new home or remodel. So choosing the best ones for the job and the budget um, is, is a priority. If you're getting ready to shop for appliances in the Corona, California area, please be sure to ask, uh, go to Howard's Appliances and ask for Paul Carandos. Wherever you are, be sure to consult a qualified professional that, will, um, that has a lot of experience in the field Hopefully you even have an interior designer that's gonna you know, help you field all of your questions and concerns. And feel free to send us questions at www.fromdisastertodreamhome.com. And- Oh, more? 
Oh, so sorry. And I was going to say for your listeners and your your viewers to um, to make sure to to if they did need to reach out to me to reach out to you first is fine. And I'm happy to field any of those questions that uh, if they have specific appliance questions, you you can you're welcome. I'm happy to receive those. Yeah, that's great. I really appreciate that because you know, I, you know, you answer questions for me that just absolutely solve issues and make my job doable. So I am truly grateful. Thank you. Like so a, much. what was it? Hundred foot, a uh, hundred foot four way venting on a on a dryer. Is that yeah? Oh yeah 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 yeah. And then we ultimately went for stackable. Um, yeah. In the position that they had been in and plugged into what they originally had, but yeah, I do throw you some interesting curveballs, don't I? <laughs> That's fine. I'm happy to help. So Jenna, it's very nice talking with you. And, Thank and you. I hope you do so Thanks soon. so much. And it's good to see you. How rare is that? Yes. All right. I'll talk to you again soon. Very soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of From Disaster to Dream Home, the podcast that takes you inside the home building and rebuilding process. Each week, we bring you time-tested practices and the latest trends through conversations with top professionals in the building industry. You can find other episodes of From Disaster to Dream Home at EWNPodcastNetwork.com, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and most other major podcast streaming services. Need design help? You can contact us or find out more about our guests at fromdisastertodreamhome.com. Until next time, let us guide and inspire you as you create the home of your dreams. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.